Hey, welcome to the Hair of the Dog podcast. I'm your host, Nicole Bagley. And today I have a conversation with the one and only Heather Lautnan. We are talking all about how to live your rich life. Now, um, it's not necessarily about money and you will find out really quickly. And here's the kicker. Most people have never defined this and they are not actually living their life through intention. So you're going to want to stick around. Enjoy. Welcome to the Hair of the Dog podcast. If you're a pet photographer ready to make more money and start living a life by your design, you've come to the right place. And now, your host, pet photographer, travel addict, chocolate martini connoisseur, Nicole Begley. Hey, everybody. Nicole from Hair of the Dog. Welcome back to another episode. We've got her back in the house, Heather Lawton. She's back. We're talking today about, well, I'll just wait and tell you in a minute. Uh, first, hi, Heather. Hi, Heather. Okay. Thank you so much for having me. I'm happy to be here. I think I'm really going to enjoy this topic today. I know. I'm super excited for it, too. So let's see. When you guys are listening to this, you would have just celebrated U.S. Thanksgiving if you are in the United States. And, you know, hopefully you've been having a little gratitude around Thanksgiving or just as a general daily practice. And, you know, but I think a lot of times people, until you like really internalize like a a practice of gratitude, it's really easy to be like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm thankful. Okay, back to normal life. I can't believe this happening. And I remember and you go back to whatever was happening. So I was just like scrolling on Facebook and I'm in a couple like Italian groups and they had the story and I'm like, I've heard the story. Um, But they switched it out to be like an Italian village fisherman, but it actually was a Mexican village fisherman. I believe the original (laughs) story. So Anyway, I want to read you this little bit of a story, and then we're going to discuss. Does that sound good, Heather? I would love that. Please. I would love to hear a story. It is Hair of the Dog Storytime, sponsored by whoever created this Mexican fishing um, story. (laughs) Parable. Parable? I can't say that Yeah, parable. Yeah. Okay, there we go. Got it. (laughs) Okay. So here we go. Uh, An American investment banker was at the pier of a small coastal Mexican village when a small boat with just one fisherman docked. Inside the small boat were several large yellowfin tuna. The American complimented the Mexican on the quality of his fish and asked how long it took to catch them. The Mexican replied, I feel like I shouldn't be saying like the Mexican replied. Like that feels like not. You are, you are going to be canceled. Okay, just so you I know. know. Yeah. I'm just reading the story. I just say the, the, the Mexican fisherman replied, only a little while. The American then asked why he didn't stay out longer and catch more fish. And the fisherman said he had enough to support his family's immediate needs. The American then asked, but what do you do with the rest of your time? The fisherman said, I sleep late. I fish a little. I play with my children, take siestas with my wife, Maria. Stroll into the village each evening where I sip wine, play the guitar with my amigos, have a full and busy life. The American scoffed. I'm a Harvard MBA and could help you. You can spend more time fishing and with the proceeds, buy a bigger boat. With the proceeds from the bigger boat, you could buy several boats. Eventually, you would have a fleet of fishing boats. Instead of selling your catch to a middleman, you would sell directly to the processor, eventually opening your own cannery. You control the product, the processing, and the distribution. You would need to leave the small coastal fishing village and move to Mexico City, then L.A. or maybe New York City. But you can run your expanding enterprise. And the fisherman asked, 
But how long will this all take? The American replied, 15 to 20 years. And the fisherman asked, but what then? The American laughed and said, that's the best part. When the time is right, you would announce an IPO, sell your company stock to the public and become very rich. You would make millions. Fisherman said, millions. Then what? And the American said, then you would retire, move to a small coastal fishing village where you would sleep late, fish a little, play with your kids, take CSs with your wife, stroll to the village in the evenings where you could sip wine, play the guitar with your amigos. <laughs> Ironic, isn't it? Oh my gosh. So <laughs> I read this and it made me laugh because I have found myself in both of these positions. Have you? Oh, 100%. Like sometimes on a daily basis. <laughs> it's a minute to minute thing. So like example, somebody came up to me recently um, asking about photography. She wanted to buy a nicer camera to take photos of her dogs. Oh, okay. And Sounds like my kind of person. Yes. And I was like, oh my gosh, yes, you should get a camera. You should take photos of your dogs and then you should post them on Facebook and then you should tell all of your friends and then you start photographing your dogs and then you start charging and then you can create a six-figure business. Did you know that you could create a six-figure business in pet photography? Like, it's amazing. And I'm going on and on, arms waving. And she's just looking at me, uh, probably like this fisherman, like, well, well, Why? <laughs> You know, I get so gung-ho about the possibility of what you can create. I sometimes forget that people have different motivations or or different approaches, right? What are your thoughts? Well, and also they have different goals of what their business could look like. So how, you know, like... People come into our worlds, our students, and some people want to leave a corporate job and have photography take over as their main income. Some people have no intention of leaving their corporate job and just want a little side hustle. Some people want to maybe do this on the part-time as they go into retirement just to have a little bit of extra income or creative outlet. Some people don't want to make any money with it and just want to help shelter dogs. Some people just want to take pictures of their own dog, but be the best artist that they can be. So yeah. And Along those lines, okay, let's, when you dig into any one of those, then you can go down the rabbit hole of, okay, maybe it's the person that wants the part-time business. Okay, well, do you want your business set up so that you're doing in-person sales and selling product? Do you want to do all-inclusive? Do you want to do this and that? Do you want to do studio? Do you want to do outside? Do you want to work with lighting? Do you not? Like, there are so many yes, rabbit holes to go down and... I think the moral of the story here is like one person's success is not the same as somebody else's. I think you summarized it perfectly. There are many different avenues that you could choose to take, but it's largely based on who you are as a person and what you want. And I think something I could get better at is when someone asks me about buying a camera to take better photos of their dogs. <laughs> um, number one, I should just answer the question maybe, but then secondly, I could ask another question along the lines of what do you hope to achieve? You know, Mm -hmm. have you ever thought maybe because here's in my mind, I'm like, well, maybe she just doesn't know the possibilities. So I want to make sure she understands. I mean, rightfully so. Some people have no idea the dog photography thing. If you're listening to this podcast, you probably do. But you other do. people out there don't. I, I think people listening to this podcast don't understand just how many people don't know that this is mm-hmm. a thing. If you go into any type of um, community event, general public meeting, and you ask people, have you heard about pet photography? My guess is that 95% of the people would say no, they have not. Right. So I think it's like, it's like my civic responsibility. It's my duty to make sure she knows she can make six figures photographing pets, but she may not care. So maybe I should just like ask, what is your goal? 
And hey, just so you know, like there are a lot of different avenues you can take with this depending on what's important to you. However, ah, Nicole, caveat to this <laughs> is I, I sometimes don't believe people when they tell me what they want. I, because, here's why. Because I have known people who say, no, I don't want that or I don't want to do that oh, because but they, they really think they do can't. They're scared. Right. Yeah, exactly. right, right, right. Or they're so, worried about what, who, what others will think. Yes, or, yes, yeah, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'd like to yeah. get to the bottom of that, like to really understand, uh, you know, do you really not want to do this? Mm-hmm. Or are the, are the reasons that you think you don't want to do this the wrong reasons, you know? And can I help you with that? Oh my gosh, I just cannot. I struggle to turn off coach mode. Like even no. in real life. Oh, no, oh, it's a problem. I did it. I did it in the parking lot of Staples yesterday. I ran into this guy and uh, it doesn't even matter what we were talking about. Well, it started with the weather and he said something. And I'm like, oh, what makes you say that? Why Why do you feel that way? Like, look, tell me more. Oh, my gosh. Just, just like be a person, Heather. <laughs> I love I it. I love it. Person. Oh, my gosh. Um, yeah, that's the that's funny. One of the other things I think that the story is talking about too, though, is to get really clear on what you actually want in your life. Yes. Because you and I both know this, that what do you want? Like, what are your goals? Okay. Somebody might throw out a six figure business, like, but they don't really know what their goals are. Like very few people can actually sit down and be like, my goals are X, Y. Z, like, this is my relationship goal. This is my, you know, mm. they've never really given it the thought of what do they want their life to look like? What specifically do they want to have happen in these different avenues or these different buckets of their life? And they neglect to realize that they're all related, even though oh, they're not. Yeah. Related. Yeah. You know, if one of those buckets is like hemorrhaging all of your energy with giant holes all through it you are going to have a very hard time being successful in the other buckets. Oh, okay. Okay. I have to say it. Listen, I told one of our mutual friends recently, you are only as successful as your most important relationship. Mm-hmm. So if your most important relationship is mediocre or even worse, then you will struggle to have success in other areas of your life. Mm-hmm. So number one, understanding it is absolutely all related. And maybe you could make some adjustments in other areas, but also understanding what, how can I gain more clarity around what it is I truly want? So, Mm -hmm. you know, like you said, somebody might say, oh, I'm looking for a six figure business. Well, and you were alluding to this. The next part of that question is, well, what do you think that would give you? Mm -hmm. What are you looking for? So I was working with my coach last week and different, but similar. We're talking about what I wanted and how I wanted the business to look. And blah, blah, blah. After her asking me multiple questions, it came down to this. I'm looking for security. Mm. I want security. So when I say I want to have a million dollar business, Mm -hmm. it is because of what I think a million dollar business will do for me. I want to be able to create my own security. Not that money is Mm -hmm. equal to security. I'm not saying that. But what I'm saying is that I want to be able to create my own security by being able to generate income, how, when, wherever, whatever Mm -hmm. that looks like. Because so one of the things I want to lean into as uh, this new version of Heather, look out, is being bold, courageous, and creating my own security because that's the type of person I want to step into. So you know this, our mentors have talked about who you are becoming and mm-hmm. who who are you being right now and who do you want to be in the future. Most of us 
see ourselves, you know, in the future as a better version of what we are now. Of course, you're growing and learning. So who am I being or who am I becoming in the future? And all of these goals and what we want, just like you said, it's all like interconnected. But I Mm -hmm. do think we need to go deeper into like, okay, I I want a pet photography business because I want to leave my job. Okay, what will that give you? You know, the number one answer to that. Freedom. 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 Which is 100% my when you're talking about security. I'm like, no, no, I want freedom. freedom. Yep. Mm -hmm. Yep. So but knowing that changes your thoughts, your emotions, and ultimately your actions and your results. If you are unclear as to what it is, I know I'm seeking security, freedom, options, flexibility. You know, we've done these core value exercises a million times. Very helpful. By the way, I just did a new one the other day. I'll have to send it to you. Okay, side note, I'll send that to you. But it's just a different way of looking at it. Really understanding what you are seeking through Mm -hmm. the success you wish to experience in whatever area. And we talk about Mm -hmm. business and photography, obviously. But, you know, so for instance, somebody might say, well, I want more confidence. Why? Like, who cares? Like, what what do you think that would give you? Well, then I would would show up more and I would get more clients and I would make more money. Oh, so you want to grow your business. But Mm -hmm. what you're saying is confidence. But the truth is you want to grow your business. Mm -hmm. And And they think confidence is the step to get them there. Correct. Correct. And, but you have to go through these thought exercises to, I, I'm, I call this thought work. I do a ton mm-hmm. of thought work. What, what am I thinking? And is it directing me towards I want, towards what I want? Have I even defined that? Because right. most, most the people haven't. That's the They haven't. Yes, they haven't. You haven't. Like truly. And, you know, so many people want freedom, but they end up, I mean, you and I kind of the same, although not. I actually did a time study on how much I actually work. And it's about an average of 20 hours a week um, because I have two pretty much teenagers and a horse habit. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really, really ridiculously insanely busy, but for the actual amount of time, like I couldn't do half of the things I do in my life if I had a full-time nine to five job. Right. Um, and for that, I'm very thankful. And for that, I'm also unemployable because I can never go back to that. Um, <laughs> oh, you and me both, sister. Yeah, no, nobody but, would ever yeah. hire us. But what you're describing is a concept I call your rich life. Mm-hmm. And by rich, I do not mean money. I mean that you are living a life that feels rich to you in that you can work, you can go to the mm-hmm. barn, you can run your kids around, you can go away on the weekends, you can do all of these things mm-hmm. you've created so for some people. Like the fishermen. Exactly like the fishermen. We had a really, really lovely day on Sunday. And I said to Craig, this is my rich life. Like, mm-hmm. I, I just like, this was the most perfect day. Or maybe it was Friday. It doesn't matter. But it was like, everything that we had done that day just was fun and happy and and really truly enjoyable like in yeah. the depths of my soul I am grateful and I said this is my rich life because we've built a life that gives us the options to do that yeah and I love that you're bringing this up too because I think that's an exercise that everyone should do figure out what you want but really figure out what that rich life is like take everything off the table what would your perfect day look like? Yes. What would your perfect week yes. look like? What would your perfect like year schedule? How often are you traveling or not traveling? What are you doing? Like, what are you doing with your time? And then 
figure that out. Um, Ramit Sethi is That's a him. money That's coach who I was guy. thinking. He's, yeah. <laughs> he's the one I think that coined this rich life. He and did. he kind of walks you through this, this exercise of figuring out like, what does the rich life actually cost? Like in the case of the fisherman, not much, exactly. you know? So like, I think we all get caught in this, this trap of feeling like we need to chase more money and thinking that more money is going to give us our happiness or give us this freedom or give us these things, you know, listen, more money certainly yes. alleviates some challenges <laughs> yes. sometimes. Yes. But I think a lot of the things that lead to a rich life are not money dependent, but more time dependent. That's it. Oh my gosh. A hundred percent. Yes. It is very little to do with money, although money does make things easier. So you and I started listening to that podcast and it was about maybe six or nine months ago, earlier this year, my husband and I sat down one Sunday afternoon, each with a sheet of paper or, or we had a notebook and we, we passed it back and mm-hmm. forth because this is in the same notebook. We each wrote down, I don't know, 20 things that we would describe as our rich life. So mm. things like taking a nap on a Sunday afternoon or being able to enjoy a leisurely dinner, things things of that mm-hmm. nature. But we went a lot deeper and wrote all of these things down. And then guess what? We shared our lists with each other. Mm-hmm. Imagine this. Imagine if you truly understood what makes you content, happy, grateful, feel good, right? You understood it and you know it's not money because we're all seeking a feeling, by the way. That's mm-hmm. everything we do. And that's what everything. people think money will give you. Correct. It's that feeling, whatever that feeling is for you. Everything we do is either to seek or avoid an emotion, everything. Mm-hmm. So if you understood the emotions that you're trying to seek, oh my gosh, you are like light years ahead of everyone else. By the way, I feel a workshop coming on. Yeah, okay. uh-huh. <laughs> so we'll do this together. And But imagine this. Imagine if you understood your partner's, like for me to understand his rich life, mm-hmm. then when he says he wants to go, you know, mountain biking with Evan because it's very important to him, he, he enjoys it. They like to do it. So if it's some afternoon and he's like, I, like, I can understand this is really important to him, you mm-hmm. know? Right. So I, I wouldn't resist it. In fact, I would do everything I could. And now that I know his list, Nicole, I do everything I can to encourage any and all of those activities. So mm-hmm. guess what? then Craig's happier. And then I'm happier. And then I'm doing, by the way, <laughs> one of my rich life things is to sneak in work when it's not I work know, time. I was going to say, also, that yeah, fits in really well with you being able to be like, oh, I'm home alone. Okay. I you can get, get a little work done it, <laughs> in a quiet like, house. <laughs> Evan and I are going to go to this mountain bike park. It's actually out near your old house. Yeah. And so it's like 45 minutes, an hour away. And he's like, we're going to be there all afternoon. Is that okay? And I'm like, <laughs> Yeah, like, that'll oh, be just I'll miss fine. you so much. All right, have fun. <laughs> See you later. Go, 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 go. <laughs> and then I get to do the things on my rich life list, which one of those, I mean, I like to do things like reading and I have some hobbies, yeah. but I do love to work. And if I get bonus work time in, I think, oh my gosh, this is amazing. So yeah, it's, it's the, the fisherman's rich life was different than the stockbroker's mm-hmm. rich life and their perceptions we're just different. And that's okay. It's just a matter of understanding what makes you tick. And I, I wonder how many people really know themselves. Yeah. Oh man. I think we're going to have to do this as a workshop. I sense this as what <laughs> this if we did be one our, of the next podcast parties? Yeah, January. Well, I was thinking February. January would help people plan their year. Okay, February. Do a, okay, February. Mm-hmm. February, guys, Rich Life uh, workshop coming up yeah. for our podcast party. 
If you are like, what's a podcast party? Come join the Hair of the Dog community, hairofthedogacademy.com slash community. We have a free community there. And um, this is where we hold these free trainings monthly. It's our podcast parties, which used to be just like us talking about the podcast stuff. And but we would end up like kind of coaching, training people as we went in. So now we've just had some things we wanted to walk people through. So the last couple months have started to become training. (laughs) Yeah, it just shifted because we have so many things that we want to share and so many ways we want to help people. But man, if you understand your values and what you want, and then you decide you want to build a photography business, I promise you, it will be so much easier, lighter. Mm -hmm faster, less stressful than if you're trying to figure out who you are mm-hmm. <laughs> whilst building the business. I mean, you'll yeah. certainly learn about yourself. Like super quick example is um, I did not have all of this data when I started my businesses. So I had no clue. Clueless number one right here. And I was working 30 weddings a year, which means I was booking my Saturdays in the summer a year to a year and a half in, oh, in advance. See, that right there is a hard no for me. <laughs> See, but I didn't know that. I know. I know. You didn't know that. What about you? Yeah. I didn't know that about myself. Yep. Mm-hmm. So I grew this business. I was killing it. Six figures very quickly, 30 weddings a year, full schedule. And I loved it. And I loved my clients and I loved working. But um, several years, in, I mean, it was probably a solid decade. I, I was like, why am I kind of grumpy? <laughs> Like I have, I've built everything exactly the way I want. What is with this sort of like low level discontent? And it took a while, but I figured out that I was actually in complete contradiction to one of my core values, which is mm-hmm. freedom, flexibility, and options. I actually hate commitments. So for me to commit, especially a, Saturday, a year ahead of time, yeah, a Saturday in the summer mm-hmm. when the Pittsburgh summers are like five seconds long. Right, like, right. Yeah. You're like, I'll so, give you a Saturday in January. That's fine. I only shoot winter long. weddings. Right, right. <laughs> or what's, what's wrong? So many with brides the, want to get married in January in Pittsburgh. I always <laughs> said, what's wrong with the Tuesday in March? Let's go, you know? <laughs> but I, I've started to recognize that I had a major core value conflict on my hands. Mm-hmm. Major. That I had to figure out a way to resolve because it was starting to get ugly up in my head, if you dig what I'm saying. So... I raised my prices and I took on fewer weddings. And then ultimately, uh, after about 15 or 17 years of shooting weddings, I started to really, really slow them down and focus more on teaching and leading. And it it was sort of the natural evolution of things. But I've got to tell you, I am still to this day, so I'm 20 years into business at this point. And every Saturday in the summer, I will say to my husband, I am so glad we're not at a wedding right now. And and listen, I loved it when I was doing it. So it was all good. But now I'm like, don't even try to get me to schedule something on a Saturday. Like, mm-hmm. don't even try. It's mm-hmm. going to cost you so much money. Like, it is just like, I'm thinking 10 grand to get me off this hill. It's just not happening. But I didn't know that. So if something feels um, like it's not fitting, like you're out of alignment or you're discontent or you're downright grumpy... You have to ask yourself, where's the core value conflict? Where am mm-hmm. I conflict? Am I the fisherman trying to be the stockbroker or the stockbroker trying to be the fisherman? And mm-hmm. you find this and you resolve it, you'll be so much happier. Yes. Yeah. I mean, so oh good. my gosh. So good about those core value conflicts that, yeah. And sometimes you don't realize what your core values are. Like you almost have to test them, I feel like, to be like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, mm-hmm. no, this isn't. 
Because I think we can get pretty clouded when you're just like going through some exercises and like, oh, I'm going to figure out my core values. And some people might lean into core values that are expected. Um, Like, for instance, I'm a mom. Shouldn't my Mm. kids be my number one core value all the time? Like, but what about if freedom for me means like all of the things, like I have freedom to do things with my kids. And like, also one of my core values is like leading by example for my daughter and and my son, especially my daughter to be like, Hey, listen, you can have all the things you want, you know, like you don't have to choose between a business or work and kids. Like, it's all of these things. So I think I think people can get a little bit confused, not confused, but they end up picking what they think should be the correct core values because and not even consciously like, oh, I think I yes. should pick this just because of society, of family, um, like what they were taught growing up or just expectations in their core relationships. But that key to realize that something is amiss is just kind of that like unsettled. That's it. Angst. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which that's is it. Often, oh. It's it's a often a core value conflict. I had one. I forget what it was, but you helped me see. It. You're like you're in a core value conflict, and I was like, Oh, I am. <laughs> I am. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You just don't know. I love I love that word angst. I think that's exactly what it is. If yeah. you are grumpy in your life. You just and need it's not to ask- even necessarily grumpy. It's just like this, like Ugh, uh, this longing heavy. for more. Yeah, this heaviness or this just like God. Like if you've ever said to yourself, like God, I'm supposed to do this every day. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> this, this is life. Like yeah, no, there's got to be more. Like if you ever find yourself thinking there's got to be more, there's got to be more. Oh yeah, there is. There's you're just coming up against a core value conflict that's not working. Yes. Uh, I think um, I have led probably three to four different types of core value conflict trainings inside of Elevate Mm -hmm. for a couple of reasons. And I will continue to repeat them in different ways because people people tend to pick the things they think they should pick. Mm -hmm. They just don't know themselves until they test it out. And I always say this, when you look at your core values, there should be 10 or less. And there's five that are really important, the top five. If you look at it and it's not something you're actively living out, it is not, in fact, your core value. It's an aspiring value. Mm. You got to remove it. For instance, um, years, many, many years ago, when I very first got into personal growth and development, I had put health and exercise or like fitness as one of my top core values. And my husband laughed at it. He looked at it and he's like, what's that about? And I'm like, that's important to me. And he said, like, since when? Because like literally like, never how much seen are you it. actually doing with it? Yeah. And I was like, <laughs> dang, bro. Fair <laughs> enough. I took it off my list. Okay, now it is on my list because for the past whatever many years, yeah. I've been working out five to seven days a week without ever missing a day. So uh or or when I schedule it. Yeah. So that was not you can't tell me that that's a value to you and you haven't been to the gym in a hundred years. Like right. that, then that's not it. Your core values are the things that you are living out today. That's mm-hmm. what they are because they will show up in your life. My then- core value is enjoying my food. <laughs> you do like good food. That's true. <laughs> I did one of my favorite things to do when we're together, whether we're at your house or traveling, is we go out to eat and it's always delicious. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> I can appreciate that. 
(laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. but I mean, the key here is back to that parable, which I love. I think that is, oh, I love it. It's like, know who you are and what you want, and then don't be sorry about it, period. Yeah, and and make a plan for it. And yeah, like, and just looking at it, like, just always wanting more income or growing businesses or growing whatever it is, is not always not always what you need or what you really truly deeply want, you know? So to ask yourself what at that rich life, I can't wait to do that training. February guys. Sorry. We're going to make you wait till February. Yeah. It'll be so good. I wonder, I mean, we're going to have to talk a little bit about values in that Mm -hmm. training. We're going to have to lead with that, but it's like a list of things that you just really enjoy about your life that just Mm -hmm. make you smile and you feel grateful for, because the truth is, what you focus on, you will feel. And what you focus on, you will get more of. So yep. if you're focused on what you don't like about your life or your lack, then you're just going to prove yourself correct and get more of it. You yep. have to shift. This is the thought work I'm talking about. You have to shift the thoughts. Not Okay, it's very easy for you to say like gratitude practice. Everybody says it, right? Right. But, but then you also said like, no, no, no. Like for real. <laughs> like, right, right. Like, you embody it, like you internalize it. Like, no, I am so grateful. I bet knowing you, I bet there are times you find yourself with Rocco at the barn, just thinking, oh my gosh, I am so thankful to have this and this opportunity. Oh yeah. Regularly. Truly. I mean, honestly, quite frankly, yesterday we're recording. This is November 9th. Yesterday I went to vote and like, had a moment of like, I am so thankful I live in a country where you get to do this in an orderly right. way, you know? Right, right. And right. it's like, you know, regardless of the choices that we have to make that, you know, are <laughs> not always the best options. But, um, you know, it's just like, you can find gratitude anywhere. And like, and if you, if you are having like a really, just really, really hard day, I am like, firm 100% believer that like you can turn it around like you might still be sad there might still be something really upsetting going on in your life but you can you can always find something to be thankful for you know something to be thankful for that like hey I'm alive and breathing I I have a dog Um, Mm -hmm. I have water coming out of the like clean water that I can drink in my house I have electricity I have a house I live in a developed world like a developed country in the world you know like it could go on and on and on of getting like really granular. I mean, you can even go so much as to being like, you know, I, I live at this time, you know, like where mm. there's all the, all the opportunity, like so much of the opportunity that's available to us now was not available 25 years ago. Right. Right. You know? It's incredible. Yeah. So sometimes if I'm really struggling and it's too much of a stretch to go into gratitude to even say, I'm thankful for the things that you just listed. What I will do is I'll say, oh my gosh, Heather, just pick a new thought. Can you do mm-hmm. something mm-hmm. else? It, you know, it, you know, you're having one of those days or you feel like everything's going wrong or whatever. You didn't get enough sleep. It doesn't matter. But maybe being thankful is just too hard for you. Could you just change the thought to yep. a different one? One that feels a little bit better or serves you a little bit more. And uh, I've, I've got to tell you, I've been working really hard on being aware of my thoughts and what they're creating. So I heard Jay Shetty say this recently, by the way, he's the author of the book, Think Like a Monk, which I loved. He's got a great podcast. And he said that when he was at the monastery, so he lived with monks for a, a couple of years, he said this one monk would just stop him randomly and he'd say, what are you thinking? Like, 
super random. What, what are your thoughts mm-hmm. right now? What are your thoughts? So I've been doing this to myself. I will like just, pe- I actually thought about setting a random, random alarms on mm, my phone uh-huh. where it will, it will just say like, stop, what are you thinking? And when yep. I do this, I often find that my thoughts are not ideal. <laughs> like you, you could be higher quality. You could pick like a little like totem, like a little, a little yes. physical something that yes. you put in a couple spots around your house when you see it, you're like, mm, and you what see, am I yeah, thinking? Like, what am I mm-hmm. thinking? So my new thoughts are like about seven figure Heather, you know, what's, mm-hmm. would seven figure Heather be thinking that or it kind of would, rhymes? Yeah. Oh, I like it. Seven well, figure like Heather. It. <laughs> like it goes together. Yeah. I'll take that. So, but I mean, I'm human, right? So I'm going to have emotions. I'm going to have feelings and I'm going to have difficult days. But so when I find myself really at a difficult spot and unable to get towards gratitude, I just try to choose a new thought. That's all. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and the thought barometer is our feelings. So if mm, you're feeling, sure. you know, mm-hmm. like if you're feeling great, it's like, oh, all right, what am I thinking about? Because obviously it's something good. And if you're feeling right. like the angst, like what are you thinking about? It's probably not serving you. That's right. That's yeah. right. The thought barometer. I love that. Uh-huh. Yes. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, well, this has been so good, you guys. Yeah, we'll do a training in February. If you want to dive more into like what your rich life is, definitely look up Ramit Sethi. He wrote, I will teach you to be rich. And he has like a podcast and some training online. And I know he talks about the rich life often. So definitely go check that out. Mm-hmm. Figure out like... That is by far one of the hardest things to do, I think. And one of the most beneficial is to live your life by intention. Oh, um, yeah. Preach. Like of your yes. intention, yes. not what you think society should think your intention is or your family should think your intention is. But like, what do you actually want out of life? And like, there's no one stopping you. Go create it. Do it. Oh, listen, I was talking with my therapist a couple of weeks ago and I actually had my head in my hands, like uh, downtrodden, dejected. And I was like, I don't know what I want, you know, which is not true. I do. But but it's okay to have this moment of like, I don't, I said to her, oh, why am I chasing after all these things? Why am I, is it really what I want? Or is it because I think that's what people think I should be doing or that's what other people want me to do. I got, I got to tell you, Nicole, I had a minute of like an existential crisis where I was like, (laughs) what do I, and then, and then I, I got back on my feet, you know, and I was like, no, I actually do want to create a million dollar business. It's really exciting to me and it's fun and I know it'll be challenging, but I love to grow and learn. And so, no, I do want to do these things. I have felt in my bones since I decided at the age of 19, I wasn't going to continue the family legacy of poor Right. I, I knew in my bones I could I was I was gonna be rich. I was gonna make a lot of money and I was gonna do really well. And I am doing well, but I'm 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 aiming higher. I'm aiming yeah. higher. Why not? It's fun. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Oh man. Well, this has been a great discussion. Interesting. And, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Let us know if you're more on the stockbroker side or the Mexican oh, fisherman yes. side. I can't wait. My kids go to college and Brett and I house it our way around the world doing a combination of the Mexican fisherman life and the stockbroker life, you know, because I don't think I could ever give oh, up my business. Oh and my gosh. No one actually so says right. you have to choose the two, one over the two. Like, oh my gosh. You're such a hybrid. <laughs> Yes. yes. We're we're living our life by intention, Heather. I want yeah. it all. <laughs> yeah. No, you're oh my gosh, that's such a good point. 
and seasons will change. Like the Mm -hmm. kids go to college. My kids are a little bit older. My season has shifted. You know, one of my friends with little kids the other day, she said to me, she's got three littles at home. And she said, well, what do you do on your weekends? And I'm like, whatever I want. What do you mean? What do I do? Like, it's amazing. And I love my life. Aren't you sad? Don't you miss them? Hmm, That's an interesting concept. I'll have to think on that one. Yeah, my brother and his wife have a baby that's almost a year. So they're in the thick of it. I'm like, oh, man. No, I'm like, no, thank pretty you. happy. They're like, hey, good morning, kids. You're making your lunch. Great. Okay. Don't forget <laughs> to do your laundry. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Anyway, All right. we'll wrap thank this up. Guys, thank you. it's been great. Thanks for uh, sticking with us for... I love these podcast episodes. We're like, let's just talk about these things. Who knows where we're going to end up? We have a um, lot of things to talk about. That is for <laughs> sure. Do. We do. I hope you guys found it valuable. If you did, let us know. At Nicole Bagley Officials, my Instagram at Flourish Academy is Heather's. And um, we'll see you soon. Bye, everybody. See ya. Thanks for listening to the Hair of the Dog podcast. This was episode number 168. If you want to check out the show notes for access to any of the resources that we mentioned, simply go to www.hairofthedogacademy.com slash 168. Thanks for listening to this episode of Hair of the Dog podcast. If you enjoyed this show, please take a minute to leave a review. And while you're there, don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss our upcoming episodes. One last thing. If you are ready to dive into more resources, head over to our website at www.hairofthedogacademy.com. Thanks for being a part of this pet photography community.